Hey, Sue. Am I up too loud, Danielle? Uh, Danielle's actually asleep on the couch. She is exhausted tonight. Poor I figured thing. we would let her jump in when she's up rather than put an exhausted person on to start. That works for me. Seems like a better idea. What are we working on on an idea, and what is Sue agreeing to? Bob, you sound like you haven't slept in three days. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get a, uh... Actually, no, it's not that bad. But I do have a little bit. My, my voice is still hasn't fully recovered from being sick slash allergies slash whatever multiple people have debated what I went, my body went through for the past couple of days. Not couple of days, I mean, huh. or two. That's not good. I made the argument that it was allergies. Some people said it was a cold. But I, I don't know. It is what it is. Oh, crap. I just forgot the password to the damn thing again. Oh, God. Not again. You and the passwords. And we wonder why we can't what have... What the hell is the password? <laughs> well, while you're doing is that... Is joining us? Uh, that was the plan. Is okay. he around? There he is. Oh, there he is. Oh, hang on. Now I have to reset all the passwords. Hang on. I can't believe it. Why does adding Scott to anything? No, I'm trying to get us onto the Ustream. Check my email box. Which email box does it even go to? Oh, God. It's going to be one of those nights, I can tell. So, just as an FYI, I can't stay any later than 6.30 at the absolute latest. So, now I'm 49 as we an hour 29 as we speak. Okay. We'll uh, start soon. Danielle's conked out on the couch and is exhausted today, so I'll just let her sleep as long as... She needs to, and we'll... We'll yeah. just go do what we can do. We will roll with the... Whatever. Okay, please tell me at least got an email from Ustream to change my password. This is, like, unprecedented. Hey, Scott, how's it going? <laughs> All right. We're welcoming the... Interrupt. The live stream and Scott were kind of welcoming everybody uh, at the at the moment here. Now, what happened in my five minutes late is Ooh. I forgot the damn password, so we couldn't actually start the show. Sue so was swearing, throwing things. It's... Oh. Kind of sad. Now, we, we had one of those things. Now, Danielle is is trying not to drink as much coffee because Danielle was getting kind of jittery. Now, I can drink 12 cups of coffee a day. Apparently, mere mortals cannot do that. So, Danielle is trying to limit her one or two ca- coffee you know, consumptions to the morning. So, at night, because the other thing is she kind of wakes up during the night and she can't fall asleep. So, she's, she's going cold turkey like after 2 o'clock in the afternoon. So Danielle's on the couch. I can't get her up. She's going to be late tonight. Gotcha. She's got like she's got like three cats on her. I can see her from here. She's kind of moving, so I know she's not dead. And so we're we're gonna just that's positive. Yeah, we're in favor yeah. of that. Yeah. So we'll give up. Right. We'll give updates on that one. Now the other thing which we have to say, and I'm being nice. I'm being very nice. Oh, is you remember from our last episode? Oh God. Bob had gone on. Uh, 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 a a lunch a lunch, uh, a lunch whatever I almost say lunch date because it implies a date where, where no date may, I, I I never want to get in with we don't want to go in with the charms lunch adventure there. but there was but Bob adventure but he, yes yes adventure. Bob started rattling on about the podcast which you don't do remember church state so apparently after the the podcast last week our update is uh, is Bob uh, again had lunch with with with. With his uh, his friend, and she asked, "See how I'm using like generic terms? I'm trying not to judge." Enjoying how you're trying to come up with really interesting ways of saying all these things. Yes, yeah. she 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 now is apparently listening to the show, which I just think she is absolutely fifteen minutes, which more than likely would be just one of Ryan's monologues. Which I, by the way, 
I always get grief from Bob. I, I said this before the show started. I get grief from Bob because we don't start the show on time because I can't shut up. But because of me, she didn't hear the opening credits where Bob talks about wearing condoms just around yeah, the house. I, thanks for mentioning thanks for, Any oh, children yeah. you may have in the future, Bob, or because of, um, no, I went over the wall. Okay. Hey, Ryan. Yes. So today, the children's librarian came to school to read uh-huh. to my children. Okay. And the last time the children's librarian was here, he said to me, I really need to find out more about your podcast. I want to listen to one. So you're going to have to tell me how to find it. Uh, so when he arrived today, I handed him our business card, our Puffwa business card with all the podcasts on it and said, here you go. Enjoy. So okay. see, I have no problem with this church and state thing. Everybody knows I'm podcast. Oh, I, 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 for the most part, don't either. Um, it's just sometimes when you separate church and state and then you, you, you forget you talk about, you know, the difference between the spellings of the word come, uh, yeah. you know, that can it's get a little true. awkward. It's all Just true. saying for and, random and people. And that's the game that we're going to play tonight. I know. We're going to play that for a little bit tonight. And I, <laughs> and I told you way back in the day, I accidentally, I had someone from work try and find the podcast and she found it within four minutes and then went, nah, this can't be it. So she spent the next like three weeks looking at every podcast and that's how she found like the One Gay Unicorn, Unicorn podcast and all the other ones. <laughs> uh, a Unicorn podcast episode. Oh, remember, yeah, remember that? I think we actually let. He probably doesn't remember that because he wasn't with us. You weren't there. There's there's a podcast. It's called the One Gay Unicorn Podcast. And actually, because we all started talking about this podcast that my work friend had had skipped over, their membership like quadrupled over like a like a long weekend because like everyone went and started listening to the One Gay Unicorn Podcast. So they started doing One Gay Unicorn advertising, and and it was it was nice. So we brought some attention to the One Gay Unicorn people. That reminds me of the time where I had a Spellcast fan came up to me and and told me how much they love the podcast. And their favorite episode was when we did the fic where apparently Draco and Hermione are having intimate relations and he spanks her a lot. Uh Uh-oh. And I'm like, you know, I've been in this whole podcasting thing for a while. And I know, but I know my show. We no, we never did a, a Hermione Draco spanking episode. I was, was going to say, I don't remember I that don't one. I remember that one, but... Things that make you go, uh-huh. He was reading between the lines? No, Mike did that once. Mike did that during Naked Quidditch match. Do you remember? Because he thought there was a subplot about Harry wanted Draco. And they had, like, two lines together. Isn't the subplot of any fanfic, Draco? <laughs> Having just listened to Naked Quidditch match today, I can say that... Ryan got that wrong. Mike thought that Draco wanted Harry, not Harry wanted Draco. That was the only one that wasn't, and there was the only thing he read into it, so it's kind of, you know. Yeah, that was a naked Quidditch match, I believe. It was. Hey, Danielle, how's it going over there? All right, so we're going we're gonna to try it. Go on. <laughs> and with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and start this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota, it's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's going like, to have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. <sighs> Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point.
Point of View Weekly. When I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, my way, I can't cook. I, can't, I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and burning right, dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter Butte. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Then why were you doing Bob's I'm so there? sorry, Be Bob. your own woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was season 2A, Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it oatmo. Wake up and smell the oatmo. Oh, smell the oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boobwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. Five, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was pretty darn cute, but it was... Jim, what are you doing? I had a splinter in my fist and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh, wait, you guys actually got quiet. I was expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. I'm drinking. Oh. I wish that I was. Ooh, this would be a fun party. You only get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got, I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Yeah. Good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Ray just says, nope, sorry, Bob. Hey, Ray, thought you'd have my back. doesn't have the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fracking cold here. I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup, because every week we do this, you're like, now, how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down! Oh, he's slowing down! We have everyone watching it at the exact same time. It's a ginormous file! This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality! It's like one-tenth speed bothering his buns. This is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People that had no interest in being my friend. Really? I mean, my you can see person. out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the McGorgasm thing that Bobby <laughs> had one time. The McGorgasm? That's hilarious. It's hard to say the mayoral. That's wicked funny. It's <laughs> the only thing I've been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. O-M-E-J. Bob is a poop man. Oh, I gave me episode. I want to go back. Wake up and smell the smoldering remains of my social life, Bruinians. This is Point of View Weekly, the morning yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. And joining me today, oh wait, I just completely forgot how to do the introduction, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and I'm here at the table of awesome with some of my closest of friends, starting with my bestie friend, Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing tonight? Totally saving your ass, Bob, when it comes to relationships. Now, if your friend is around tonight, Danielle's not here, so we do have an extra chair if she'd like to come on and say hello. No, <laughs> podcasting, no. Okay. Anyway, so I want to shut Ryan up and move on to Scott, everyone's favorite Canadian Scott. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I seem to have gotten over my cough of death that I had last week, so, you know, that's always a plus. Too. 
and I know how that goes. Cough of death is is horrific. Do you get do you get the bloody noses of death? Not very just... often, no. Okay, that hasn't oh, happened you're, to me you're much. more sick. I had more of an allergy, I think, but that's uh, up to the, apparently. But I have a yes, cure for, for you, Bob. About three or four days, I sounded like I had just woken up pretty much all day. So you know, I told the guy at work if he wanted anything done in a really deep voice, I would still have it for another two days. <laughs> but, nice. Yeah. 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 That's uh, we always say Scott has a sexy voice, but it was really sexy for a few days. <laughs> yeah. Indeed, indeed. And speaking of sexy voices, we have our lovely producer <laughs> Sue. Sue, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. I have a cure for you. Okay. For your for your allergies. Oh no. All right. Stinging nettle. Yeah, I've I've heard of that actually. I that it's apparently really good. We can't get that here, is that correct? It's only like a West Coast deal? You should be able to well, you can get the pills. You should be able to get the, the pills. pills at Whole Foods. No, because I, I seem to remember one time you told us to like go in the backyard and get the stinging nettles, and I'm like, what the hell is she talking about? I live in New England. Well, I could have introduced you to them while you were here, but they're not fun to play in, no, so I, I no, was no, nice no, no, and no. didn't. Yeah, the whole stinging part of the name generally turns you off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're mean. The stinging nettle help with uh, decongestion. Mm, yeah, it's just it's supposed to help with allergies overall. Okay, because that's, um, that's my biggest problem. But yeah, anyway. the other the other one that you for like the the um, decongestion and stuff like that is oh, I can't say it. Grindella, maybe. All I could think of was Grindelow, and I knew that wasn't right. A Grindelow? Hmm. Yeah, that's sure that's heard of. Awkward. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, I know. But I'm trying to remember if uh, kind of moving into around the table topics, if you will. I'm trying to remember if, uh, if the murder mystery had happened since last time we recorded. Nope, you were just getting ready to do it. That's right. Okay, so the murder mystery went uh, really well. There was only like 15 kids, though, so it was kind of weird. Because usually most of the murder mysteries like, have like 40, 50 kids. This only had 14. I'm so disappointed that you didn't call me and offer me a part. Well, the thing is, is I didn't write it this year. Okay. I was in charge, but I didn't write it. And this was more of a – this was kind of – like it was more of a um, – a parody of mostly Game of Thrones, but also like like fantasy MMOs like World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. Like most of like the it wasn't as much of a, yeah, it wasn't so much a mystery as it was kind of like so you go for, instead of like going to room to room and looking at like various like clues like and you know doing detective work. Each person in each room kind of had like a quest. So like in my quest, like have any of you guys played the game Mastermind? I haven't. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, basically, it's like you have you have to figure out like a puzzle like, or like a, a pattern. And so what I did is being the garbage mancer that I was, I had them dig around through a bunch of trash to find like pieces that they had to like pay, you know, put into the right pattern in order to, you know, successfully do it. And if they did it, then they could talk to me about, you know, what I knew about the murder. So it was more of like a activity adventure uh, that had a mystery tied into it, a murder mystery that tied into it. Um, it was different. It was probably the easiest one. Like, in fact, of the four groups, uh, three got it right. Um, I'm the type of guy, and I know, I know that's probably more fun for people, but like, for me, it's like, I'd rather have it be like hard. Like, the mm-hmm. one that was the one we did last time, we had eight groups, and only one group got it. You're reminding right. me of, um, the Big Bang Theory from last week. I yeah, I know. I, it. It's ironic that they had a, uh, they had a, what is it called? Uh, a the tap thing- room or escape room. Yeah. And they solved it within like four minutes because they're all brilliant. And the zombie's like, hey, no refunds. Don't tell yeah. them about this on Yelp. Yeah. So I actually had, um, it's kind of ironic too because I know someone uh, at our church 
they went to go celebrate their like what was it twenty second birthday or something, and they took their family. Like there's like three families that went, and there's like twenty of them, and they did one, and they still didn't do it with twenty people. Oh my god! <laughs> so I mean, they're hard. I mean, they're like they're hard, and like these are, these aren't like stupid people. Like these are really smart cookie people, and it took twenty of them, and they couldn't figure it I out. I thought you were gonna do Jen from the old credits. These are really stupid people. Like I have a lot to learn from these people. <laughs> Point of view weekly, not only uh, entertaining but educational as well. Oh, that's yes. nice. We're doing all the oh classic lines from point of view. Part of it's that's how you know I'm really behind on my editing. Where like all this stuff is now like vintage, and I still haven't released it. I uh, listened to the beginning of the season three recap again mm-hmm. this week. Speaking of behind on your editing, did you happen to look at and maybe try to fix the one that didn't work for me? Oh crap! Time? I was going to do that, wasn't I? Yeah, no, I haven't done that. <laughs> I'll get the. I'll. I'll definitely do that. I actually have uh, Friday off from work, so I can work on it then. Cool. I'm taking my mother to the airport on Friday. Where's mom and going? Sending her way to a monastery. Right. <laughs> Hardcore. <laughs> sending her off. Oh, we actually have uh, fun news. We are doing another uh, Puffa meetup in uh, Boston this coming yes. June. This coming what? This coming June. June. Okay. Sue. I have plane tickets. Sue is You're going Sue. to Boston, Sue. Sue is I'm flying in. Boston. Sue is flying in. Hmm. That'd well, be fun. We're only, mm-hmm. you know, seven hours from Canada, but I think it's the wrong side of Canada. I was saying, I think it's the wrong side of Canada. I give you yeah. wrong. It is, kind I of. I did say something about joining us, but I don't know. <laughs> It'd be fun, but I'd have to look into it. I don't know. <laughs> that would require me flying, and I don't know how I feel about that. Do you, do you not like the air? Like, what's the deal? You know, I don't know what it is. Like, I've never really, I haven't had like really. I had one bad experience, but my fear of flying happened like came like long before then. Mainly because, and and my and my mother would be so angry at me for saying this, but like my mom was like horrifically like terrified of planes. All right. And I think probably I kind of picked up on that as a kid. What was your bad experience? Flying from New Orleans to uh, Dallas Fort Worth uh, in a thunderstorm. Oh, those are fun. Yeah, like, and I hated flying, and then I went from hating flying to, what do you mean I have to get on another plane in order to get But that's a very short flight, isn't it? It it was, like, only an hour, but it was, like... How big was the plane? Oh, it was decent, but it was, I mean, there was just, I mean, it wasn't, like, you know, like, I never thought I was going to die kind of thing. I mean, of course, you know, as soon as I get a plane, I think I want to die, but, you know, that's, I digress. But it was just, it was just a really, really bump, like, is there a lot, there was a fair bit of turbulence, and, uh... It was a rough ride. But I mean, every other every other plane flight I've been on has been, for the most part, you know, relatively good. Oh, except for that one when I was in, when we were in Kansas flying to Arizona, and there was no air conditioning, and then we had to like we had to fix the air conditioning, and it took them like an hour and a half as we were sitting in the tarmac. Ooh, yeah, that's. I was fun. like, ooh, this is fun. And we even that's made it fun more fun as I. Yeah, well, then, then the other fun part was I, I forgot to take Dramamine, so I had to basically take Dramamine without water. So it just, like, burned in the back of my throat. That was exciting. Oof. But anyway. When so I was, was young, all that Bob, being sent. Uh-huh. we used to go out to Catalina. Sometimes we took the boat, but sometimes we took the little, you know, mm-hmm. four-seater oh, planes over. back. Mm-hmm. And that's really exciting because when you when you take off from Catalina, you, like, taxi off the cliff and then you drop several feet until the plane actually catches and then you fly back to, you know. I'd be screaming. L.A. or wherever it is Bloody that you perfect. go to. <laughs> and when you land going into Catalina, you fly right at the cliff face and then, you know, drop on. So it's really right. exciting. I don't have trouble flying after any of that stuff. So Yeah, no, I... 
the reason I love Disneyland as and Disney World, if you will, as like a theme park is because like the most roller coastery roller coaster I'll do is Space Mountain. Oh, I won't even do that. Really? Oh, I did it. Fun. No, yeah, oh, yeah. Fun. Space Mountain is like what going up on the wooden roller coaster with the, the termites just visited. Like I went on Space Mountain when I was no, I went on Space Mountain when I was 11 years old. I rode it by myself. I was in the front row. Did I mention I hate roller coasters? And that was enough <laughs> for one lifetime. And oh, then really? I rode the People Mover through Space Mountain when the lights were on, and it's so cramped in there. Like if you like stand up a little bit, you're gonna bonk your head on the car above you. Like it just it d- didn't seem very. Uh, secure to me. I know it is, and I know you know few people die on it, which apparently is a good thing. Um, but you know, for, as a disclaimer, but uh, no, 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 no. I actually wig out wow. completely, completely wig out on Splash Mountain. Oh, I will get on Splash Mountain, <laughs> and I have the video of me doing Live Long and Prosper, which will get us into our next segment. But me doing Live Long and Prosper as I'm going down Splash Mountain with this horrified look on my face, <laughs> while the little preteens behind me are like, "Yay!" So. <laughs> Actually, uh, I was, I'm going to have fun telling this story. So going back to Space Mountain, uh, last year, I think we talked about it. I, w- I went, uh, my friends decided that it would be a fun idea that to spend my 30th birthday, we'd go to Disneyland. And I was like, okay, that sounds like fun. I haven't been in a while and I, I love Disneyland. So, but when we, we, one of our good friends, Emily lives down in LA and she started dating this guy named Leslie, really cool guy. Um, and so they joined us now. They both don't like roller coasters, and we f- I found we found this out pretty quickly. But we, well, actually, I take that back. We didn't find it out quickly. Sorry, I misspoke. Uh, the exact opposite. We didn't realize it until it was too late. Because um, so we're we're going, getting on Space Mountain, and I think they both have no clue what they're getting themselves onto. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So we start going on Space Mountain, and I just hear like the the highest pitch like death like scream of my life and i was like like at first i thought i was like laughing but then you realize it's you turn it the laughing is actually really a a a, someone screaming in terror and so i'm thinking emily is just freaking out she didn't realize it was you know uh uh what is it called a roller coaster like an actual roller coaster um and then but anyway so we, we we get off the roller coaster and come to find out no it was her boyfriend who is like this big, tall, you know, buff guy who's just screaming like a little girl, like all throughout Space Mountain, just freaking out because he hadn't realized he had got himself onto a, uh, you know, a, a real decent roller, roller coaster. coaster. You know, I never, really, I don't like to think it's of it as a real roller that coaster. Big of a roller it's coaster. It's not. And then you know, it's funny. Like I sometimes like you know, I didn't really want to, but it's like okay, I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna watch videos on YouTube about you know what does it look like with the lights off and, and the lights on. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's, things are always more exciting with the lights on, apparently. And uh, so, <laughs> nice one, Bob. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That is smooth. Well, you smooth. can see it frequently because another ride actually runs through Space Mountain. So, well, it depends on what you're talking about. I'm talking about Disneyland Space. Oh Mountain. no, no, no! I'm talking about Disney World Space Mountain. Yeah, I was to say. I've my understanding seen. is that Disneyland Space Mountain is better. I've only read that. That could be my California biased. So yeah. Yeah. But and what's fun about that one is if you ride in the front row, you can see the tracks, so you know what's coming. But if you ride in the back row or in the further back, then mm-hmm. you can't see the. And so it's 
it's equally as fun both ways, but it's very different experiences both ways. Well, the fun thing too, and just what Bob was just saying about, you know, not realizing you're on it till you're on it. If you go uh, to Tomorrowland and Disney World, they have the People Mover Ride, which takes you mm-hmm. through, you know, like one of the gift shops and it takes you through um, the Buzz Lightyear ride and takes you through some of the other rides. It takes you through Space Mountain. So what's really fun is people who haven't been to Disney World before getting on the People Mover which is literally, it's it's like a little tram that takes you around and it's relaxing and it gives you something to do for a few minutes and there's never a line. Uh, you know, the, you're, you're on this little tram and you're going around. Then all of a sudden it gets really dark and all of a sudden you see the roller coaster and these people think, oh my God, this is a roller coaster and I'm not buckled in. And like there's that moment where at least one person's like, ah! And it just, it's just kind of amusing <laughs> for me that people actually get confused and think they're on a roller coaster and they're not. Uh-huh. I never do that. No, not at all. So no, just out of never. curiosity, mm-hmm. what other rides at Disneyland slash Disney World, like, or the Magic Kingdom, if you will, because I guess that's basically the same thing yeah. over in Disney World, will you not ride? I will not ride, uh, oh, what the freaking hell is it called? At Epcot. Um, it's, the- the, it's the simulator. It's the, it's the um, oh, what the hell is it called? Hang on. The simulator ride? I no, it's easy. No, 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 no. Unless we're talking about a different one. This you must be talking about a different one. No, this one is Standby, Future World, uh, Mission Space. Yeah. And the deal with Mission Space is um, it, it has a centrifuge. It simulates going to Mars. It simulates um, the takeoff. And it has, like, more injuries, more ambulance ri- rides than it just it, – it, it, I want to say uses. I'm actually looking at it right now. Huh? Maybe that one wasn't there. When they we had to calm. They had to relax the G-force on it because when it first came out, I'm actually looking yeah, at it right now. It was the G-force was too strong. The, I, th- I want to say it was. Did you th- ride the Viking ride? Oh, you're thinking of Maelstrom. I'm thinking of Epcot Center in Florida. Yeah, there's that's the Viking ride. That's actually no longer there. The Viking ride is when you're in the World Showcase, which is the lagoon, and you have all the different countries around it. Right. In uh, Norway has that's the one. It has. There's only two rides in the World Showcase. There's this little uh, dark ride in uh, the Mexico Showcase, and then there is Maelstrom, which is this Viking ride. You're on a little canoe, and it takes you through this mm-hmm. whole thing. Very popular. It actually just closed because they're gutting the Norway section to turn it into a frozen section. <laughs> so that, so I know that for singing Frozen. Because when I was actually there, I was there the last day that Maelstrom was open and the ride was no one ever went on it until it was closing. But um, the deal with uh, Mission Space is when it first came into effect, it had um, three gravities and even like some of the astronauts rode on it. When, like They were like, ooh, that's a little extreme. So they have like two different versions of it, like a, like a, like a hardcore version and then like a softcore version. And I won't ride on either of them. No, 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 no. Because if I'm going to Epcot, I don't actually want to be killed. That's my. Uh, well, that, thing. you know, makes sense. So I won't do that one. It kind of makes the happiest place on earth all that not happy. Well, so, Bob, yeah. I can't mm-hmm. answer your question for Disneyland, but I will answer it for Magic Mountain. I, I won't go this. to Magic Mountain. I won't ride the free fall. I did it once. I got airborne in the seat in the seatbelt. You cannot yeah. drag me on that one. Yeah. All the other roller coasters on there, I rode. I hate roller coasters. I, I would not coasters. ride them. But I made the mistake of going with my brother and his four friends. Mm-hmm. So... I was the lone girl, and they made me go on every single one of them, including Colossus backwards the first time. 
which is where they turn the cars around and you you mm. run the track backwards. So instead of facing down when you go down this steep incline, you go down them backwards, which is not fun at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't do that. Well, that's what they do on um, Expedition Everest in Animal Kingdom is you ride up the roller coaster and you get to the very top and, like, the track is ripped up because the, the, the Yeti apparently got to it. And then it just falls back to the bottom. Oh, fun. Yeah, so that's a little frightening. And apparently they were doing maintenance on the track, so when you get to the top, it's like this little, like, plug they put on the end of the track that's, like, this fake-looking track like that, like, the Yeti ripped it up. They took the plug off because <laughs> they were doing maintenance. So when, the tra- when it comes to the top, there's just, like, nothing there, and it looks like you're going to go flying off, and it scared the bejesus out of people because they <laughs> thought they were going to die. So, yeah. I'm actually looking up uh, Mission Space. When it first opened, they had to give everyone um, throw-up bags. As they got onto the ride. Now, if I'm on vacation with the fam, <laughs> I don't want to get on the thing that's giving me my own throw-up bag. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's just me. All right, so we're having um, we're having some single parent troubles here at the Fisher household because without Danielle here, the cats are going going crazy. Mm. And and there's well, she's technically there, but she's asleep. Well, kind of in spirit. Hang on, let's check. Danielle, how's it going? Okay, so we're gonna try that. We're gonna check in now with Danielle in a little bit. I, was, I, I just had this thought. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Oh, back in one second. The cat is in the dish strainer. Please hold. <laughs> sure thing. This is why we can't have nice things. Oh. Oh. I totally remember a video that he posted to me where he was absolutely obnoxious. Danielle's sound asleep, and he's like, "Danielle, Danielle, honey, hey, honey, your show's on." Danielle, Dan- and he like for ten minutes, and she just sleeps through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, all right, that's enough. Yeah, I was like, I was so. tempted to say, it's like, I don't know, maybe Daniel's just not there and he's just trying to like cover for her. <laughs> she's not really asleep on the couch. She's like out partying or something. Because oh, we know that she's done that before. Remember the time she came home drunk? That was so cool. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't I don't remember that episode's at. It's like, it's in the first 10. It was relatively new. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so cool. I remember that. Yeah, I think it was the first one she was on, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Well, yeah, but she wasn't fully on it. Yeah, she was. No, I think that was like that was like when I was like, "This is when we need to have we we need to have Danielle on the show." I see movement. I I see movement. Danielle. Oh, she she just either said one minute or flipped me off. What was was that the middle finger or is that the index? Yeah, she probably flipped you off. She's gonna get back to us in a little bit on that. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Danielle. So, Ryan. Yes. I was hanging out at the hospital on Friday. Yes. I sent you a message. You did? Yeah. Did Uh, you happen to know about Leonard before I sent you the message? I found... Did we all find out about the same time? I found out um, my my boss and and all the other coworkers, I eat lunch at my desk, but everyone else eats in the lunchroom, like a few people, and one of them texted me, Spoke died. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, yeah, but you had that in the bathroom stall once, didn't you? I did, and I was mentioning that two things happened with Leonard Nimoy. About, like, I work with this with this older gentleman. He's about to retire. He's one of those crazy, like, Vietnam Actually, no, would it be Vietnam? I don't know if it'd be... Yeah, it must have been Vietnam. Um, Vietnam vets. He's just, like, this crazy, like, weird mentality, and he's, like, the guy who, like, fights with people at Dunkin' Donuts, like, that kind of guy, but sweetest guy in the world, but he, whoo, he's out there, and he comes in the men's room one day, and I'm in there, you know, and, and there's men's room etiquette, you know, do you talk, do you pretend you don't I remember you telling this story. Yeah, and, he, and he's like, did you hear that Leonard Nimoy died? I'm like, oh my god! 
died. Like, I couldn't even focus. I'm like, Leonard Nimoy died? Like, was he sick with that? And I'm all distraught. So he finishes up his business. He washes his hands. He's walking out the door. He's like, nah, I'm just kidding. Who makes up that Leonard Nimoy dies, I said. So then I have this thing that, like, anytime I think of, like, an actress or an actor I haven't seen on TV in a few years and I wiki them and see what they're up to, they're always dead within a week. So I feel as though I'm doing it. So my boss one day was like, ooh, I just had this weird feeling last night that something's not right with Leonard Nimoy. I'm like, why would you say that? Why would you go there? And literally two weeks later, Leonard Nimoy passed away. So I, of course... I blamed my boss and I blamed the other gentleman who's, who's preparing for retirement. And I, I had Danielle call my boss and also blame him. So, <laughs> so I hear them on the, I put them on the phone and about an hour later, you know, he's like walking on the phone with her and he's like, you seem so nice. Why did you marry him? So that was, <laughs> that we think it all the time, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. We think it all the time. Well, the funny thing was uh, the, I told you the, um, the thank you note we sent from our wedding, the one where in black and white, it looked like I was wearing a yarmulke. Because mm-hmm. the light was reflecting off my head. and never, He put it on his office door. And he wrote on top of it, what bet did she lose? And it was up there for about a year and a half. Oh, wow. But the, the, the effect oh, of it was wow. all my coworkers were like, I never knew he was Jewish. Because I was <laughs> a yarmulke on nice. my head. So, yeah, so um, we found it at work. And um, it's actually, it's kind of funny. Um, well, not funny, but because Leonard Nimoy is from the Boston area, he's now like the favorite son. Which mm-hmm. I, people I've never heard discuss Leonard Nimoy before. Like, oh yeah, Leonard. <laughs> like they know him, so it's it's <laughs> it's it's kind of nice that he's getting that recognition. But um, so he had COPD for the last like year, eighteen months. There were a lot of uh, media reports of him at airports being pushed in like a wheelchair, looking frail with like an oxygen tank. And he posted on Twitter, "I know, listen to Grandpa and quit smoking." So I, I don't think this is probably unforeseen for him, but like, I definitely didn't expect him to go no. this quickly. And it's, he was 83, but you wouldn't have guessed he was 83. No. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was, it was very surprising. I know like it was actually the day house of cards came out and I was joking that more people would probably watch Star Trek movies that night yeah. Than, yeah, yeah, than house yeah. of cards. My, I, cause I was on the computer, so I was answering emails and stuff like that. My coworker had written me a question and I wrote back and I said, Oh, and by the way, because I know you guys are at work and you won't hear the news, Leonard Nimoy passed away this morning. And I get a thing back that says, who? Like, oh my God. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> now, who ran to Big Bang Theory and watched the clip of uh, the, the, the gift exchange between Sheldon and Penny? Anyone? You did, and I you did, did it so uh, I could watch it. I Wait, did. Didn't you link it? I think yeah, I may have linked it. Yeah, I, I know I watched it recently. I think someone linked it, so... Well, it was really interesting. A friend of mine, um, they live in Rhode Island, so we usually see them like once a month, once every couple months. And we've been trying to hook up with them uh, since December, but because of all the storms, every day we pick, there's a blizzard. So we put it off and put it off. And um, we don't do Christmas gifts, but we do do birthday gifts. So my birthday was in January, so she was all excited because she's like, I have the perfect birthday gift for you. Like, there's no way any gift could ever be as, as good as the gift I bought for you. And that was when the storm hit, so we weren't able to exchange gifts. So we got together uh, th- this past Sunday, and I believe Leonard Nimoy passed away on Friday. Was it Friday? Mm-hmm. Friday? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was card day. So he passed away on Friday, the 27th and um, of February. So we, we go to Rhode Island on Sunday, and my friend's like, okay, I got you this gift, and I was so excited about it. And then Leonard Nimoy died. <laughs> 
And like, what do you say to that? Like, 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 I, I don't even know what to say. So I opened the gift. She bought it because um, Leonard Nimoy was a photographer, and he sold a lot of of, of his, his photographs on his website. It's Leonard Nimoy doing the Vulcan salute, and because I'm a, I'm a huge politics geek, wearing on his hand an "I voted" sticker, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's autographed by Leonard ne- by Leonard Nimoy. And you can't get these anymore because you know he obviously he's not he they sold the ones that he signed, and, and there's no more. So that the, the, the very sick comment I made after that was, you know, this thing's going to be worth a lot of money now because the artist just passed away. But she had that thing for me and she gave it to me, you know, the day after Leonard Nimoy died. Oops, the cat's knocking stuff over. Hang on. No, 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 no. That's an Apple product. And I always no. used to feel bad. I always used to feel bad about my dog barking in the background. You know what? This yeah, you should feel, feel bad about the dog I don't feel barking bad anymore. Yeah. But, but he's entertaining while well, he chases the cat. He is, the cat. yeah, for the most part. So how did you guys take it? Because I know for the most part, well, at least knowing Sue, you're a huge uh, Trek fan. Well, but I'm a, I'm more of a next generation Trek fan. Yes, than, it's the same uh, here. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was sad. And, and he was obviously yeah. a great man and a really nice man. I have mm-hmm. friends who are huge Star Trek fans who are also Jewish. I think I may have told this story once before, but, and so they, they got this call and, you know, from their church and they said, Hey, we need somebody to go to the airport and pick up our guest speaker for this week. You know, can you, can you go get them? And they were like, sure, we'll go get them. And ended up picking up Leonard Nimoy and his wife and totally (laughs) freaking out because they were huge fans. He was like, Oh my God, we're picking up Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. So, but they said that, they were incredibly nice people and they had a wonderful time, you know, on the drive back from the airport to the hotel. And I think they probably took them back to the plane later. And I know that um, they were close enough that they were able to exchange mail and that Leonard Nimoy sent back a really nice letter. Uh, I think they invited him to one of the boys's, and I, I don't ever say this right, but the but mitzvah? Yes. And so he sent back uh, a letter saying, you know, he couldn't come, but thanks for the invitation. And then sent the boy a box of yarn for a project that he was making. Hmm. So it was really cool. Hmm. So. Yeah, that's cool. I'd always heard that he was a very nice man. And, mm-hmm. you know, I enjoyed the Star Trek movies. I still haven't seen much of the actual original series, but I enjoyed his work in those. It was surprising, but it wasn't a complete shock because I'd seen the week before, I think, or a few days before, uh, George Takei's post about him going into the hospital. Right, but I had seen that too. It was, you know, getting people to think good thoughts and pray for him and such, and then it seemed like it was just a couple days later, and then it was announced that he had died. But mm. I don't know. Well, it's the, too bad. With his career, too, he's one of the, like, a lot of actors you're seeing now making resurgences in their 70s and 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. like Betty White, William Shatner is coming back, too. He seems to have made a conscious effort to say, at some point, I'm retiring from acting. Like, he came back for two things. He came back for the Star Trek, the last two Star Trek movies. Right. He had uh, bit parts in the, he had a cameo in the, in the second one, but he had a supporting part in the first one. But he also came back for Fringe which I thought was really interesting because there's no connection other than the fact that it seems that he just loved the script and loved the character he played, but he came back for fringe. And even when he came back on big bang theory, he would only do his voice. He wouldn't act in it. Mm -hmm. 
So it was interesting. It seemed as though he tr- he made a conscious effort to do other things with his life in this, this that last period of his life. Um, but it's interesting if you haven't caught um, Fringe or if you've been saving it to watch. It's a great show. Leonard Nimoy has a very strong role in it, which I, I just think is great because it's like you're, there's this character that you hear about, but you never meet him. So you wonder who's in the play. And all of a sudden it's Spock. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, it's yeah. Leonard Nimoy. So it's that was really cool. Yeah, to I've see never it. actually watched any of that. Yeah, it's it, he, he was in it. Yeah, he plays an awesome role on it, and it's 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 Leonard Nimoy. I mean, what, what are you going to do with that? So, um, so that was really cool. So I saw that a couple of years ago. So I was really excited about that. And he, and I've said this too. I'm not big fans of J.J. Uh, Abrams' Star Trek, but the right. one reason I love the first movie is because of Leonard Nimoy, not Spock, not the role of Spock, but the fact that the the torch was passed. And it was right. passed. Like I think if Shatner were in it, Shatner's in everything. He's in every commercial. He's in every show. Like Shatner's everywhere, and he's wonderful. Like like I've seen him in, in person. He's he's a wonderful actor. But there's just something about Leonard Nimoy doing it that he just like that was probably one of the best performances he's ever given. Like his final big performance is Spock, and he has a couple lines in the next movie. But that's that's nice and everything. But I just think he kind of. As Star Trek is kind of coming back in that new direction, I think he kind of birthed it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. really an anchor for that movie to mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. give them a little bit of um, credibility going into yeah. this new continuity. And I want to say, too, that um, when you look at the... Because the, the deal with classic Star Trek uh, is that when Gene Roddenberry came up with the, with the plan for the show... Spock was like an add-on character. I think he was described as like half Martian and they didn't have, and he, and he was very emotional and there was nothing to, he was just kind of the alien and like th- right. that was it. There was nothing to his character. And there was also a role that was um, written in, in, for and portrayed by Gene Roddenberry's mistress at the time, who was going to be the first officer of the enterprise, this very uh, cerebrally intelligent serious woman and the suits at NBC said a woman can never be in management Mm -hmm. and get rid of the Martian. So he, when he got the second pilot for Star Trek decided to marry the woman and keep the alien. And what he did was he gave the, the personality of, 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 of that woman character, the seriousness to Spock. And that's where Spock came from, you know, the Vulcan and and all that stuff. So it's really kind of funny that he was like the afterthought that no one wanted. They wanted to tone down the, like, I guess in like early TV guides, like Spock's um, eyebrows were toned down and his ears were softened. So he wouldn't look satanic because they were afraid of like losing advertisers because there's a satanic character. And within a couple Mm -hmm. of years, Mm -hmm. he was the most popular character on television. Right. To the point where William Shatner was insanely jealous of him because Shatner was the captain. He was the lead. He was the, this was, this was his show, but everyone wanted Leonard Nimoy. Everyone wanted Spock. And he went through a lot in his career where he wasn't going to be, they they were going to do a Star Trek, um, a second Star Trek TV series. He said he wanted nothing to do with it. So they, um, they recast the, the role of the Vulcan and then they decided to do a movie. And at the last minute he said he would do the movie. And then he said, I'll only do another movie if you kill me off because I'm, I'm done playing the role of Spock. Mm-hmm. So, and he wrote the book, I am not Spock and, and, and they, and they filmed it and they got rid of him. 
and then he kind of changed his mind and he wrote the book I Am Spock and, and they and they brought him back but they would only bring him back if he could direct the movie so he directed two more movies he directed um, Star Trek The Search for Spock Star Trek 3 and Star Trek 4 The Voyage Home and That's the only one I like which I just actually watched this last weekend and he's fantastic in it and there was um, rumors that they actually um, th- that he was approached to direct Star Trek Generations, which is the seventh movie. So it's like his fingerprints are all over Star Trek. He's he had roles on the Next Generation. He had roles, you know, in, in the in the final two movies. And it's interesting because Shatner wants to be the face of Star Trek, mm-hmm. but on some level, it's it's Spock, it's Leonard Nimoy, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. it's it's weird that he is the thing that everybody thinks about. He's the most mm-hmm. obvious piece that is a different thing from Star Trek than any other sci-fi show. Well, the other thing, who's no the other mo- sci-fi show has Vulcans. Who's the most popular character do you think to write about? Like if you on the next generation, if you have to write an episode, who's the most interesting character to tell a story around? Worf. What do you think, Data. Bob? Oh, Data. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say probably Data. Why Data? Because he's, he's the alien. Data. He's the yeah. Because he's Data. He's Data. Well, he's the he's the person trying to figure out humanity, right? And and that's the fun story. And and you know you have those you have the, the you know character similar. You have Otho on on D Space Nine. But the problem Voyager struggled for a while until they wrote a character who was looking at humanity from the outside. Seven and nine. So it's interesting. That's Spock. And and it, it's really sad now because you know we lost uh, DeForest Kelly what, 15 years ago? And that was it. It was Kirk in the middle, and it was Spock as the alien, and it was McCoy as the human, and it was Kirk making the judgment call in the middle. So it's... It was just... And it's weird, because as I was trying to figure out what to say here, I was thinking about this earlier today. I'm like, I need to remember it's Leonard Nimoy who died and not Spock. (laughs) Because it's... It's hard to think of one without the other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that he's had those ups and downs with it because you can see how he would be uh, get tired of that being the thing that everybody knows him for. Mm-hmm. He does all he's sorts of other to. stuff, but everybody thinks of Spock. Mm-hmm. But then eventually it became a thing that he kind of embraced again. So that's kind of nice to know. Of my friend, I can only say this. Of all the souls I have encountered in my travels... This was the most human. But Captain, we both know that I am not human. Spock, you want to know something? Everybody's human. I find that remark insulting. To Sheldon, live long and prosper, Leonard Nimoy. He came into the restaurant, sorry the napkin's dirty, wiped his mouth with it. possess the DNA of Leonard Nimoy? Well, yeah, yeah, I guess, but look, he signed it. Do you realize what this means? All I need is a healthy ovum and I can grow my own Leonard Nimoy. I have been and always shall be your friend. Yeah. Although, you know, on some of the things on Facebook, was uh, people posting, 
some of the other stuff that he's done. Someone posted the music video for uh, Bilbo Baggins. So, yeah, that's there you go. Funny. Yeah, the car commercial. Mm -hmm. The car commercial was fun, although that's also a callback to Spock. Yeah. Being the Spock. two Spocks together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, but that one's fun, you know. Sorry, I had to pull a cab out of the sink. Again? <laughs> he's, he's all over the place and usually, like, we'll tag team him, but... Danielle, how's it going over there? It reminds me of the picture that's been going around Facebook. Can you see the cat in this picture? And it's this little mm. ears poking up out yep, of the sink. That's pretty much what I'm getting. Yep. And someone had to point it out to me. I couldn't... I couldn't it took me it. a few minutes. It, it did take me a few minutes. <laughs> so what else did we want to talk about tonight? Bob, you... I know that we wanted to spend a couple of minutes, um, unless if there's anyone who's going to be full on spoiled, uh, we want to talk briefly about the full third season of House of Cards. That's fine Go with ahead. me. I have no I clue what's going it. on with okay. it. If you're in, if you're, I'll sit in the corner and pick our nose. No it, problem. Sorry, this, this won't take long. Yeah, if you're in the studio, I'll at least it. 30 minutes to be playing some good old categories. Yeah, um, it's interesting because the first season of House of Cards is the is basically the rise of Frank Underwood. He starts out as a senior member of the House of Representatives, and by the end of the season, after being betrayed by the by the president, he orchestrates layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of subterfuge and he ends up um becoming the vice president and the first season ends on not on him becoming vice president it basically ends on like a normal episode it's a reporter he had befriended was going to betray him and that was kind of it was a weird ending it felt like a like an episode ending but not a season ending it just kind of stopped and in the second season involves the president undermining the, the the vice president underwood undermining the president and the season ends with the president being forced to resign and frank becomes president so it ends with him walking into the oval office and and smacking his fist on the desk to show that he has ultimate power and that's where the second season ends and so now we enter the third season and you would imagine because i think it's based off an original show that went three years and the first two years are about the rise and the last year was about the fall so I was picturing this year would be the complete fall of Frank. Yeah. There's no confirmation of a fourth season. And the season ends with, with Frank Underwood's approval ratings in, like, the single digits, and he hasn't really gotten much accomplished. And it's very easy to take people down, but it's a lot harder to actually do something. So it begins with him basically politically impotent, and even the, the, the Democrats, his own party, are saying at the beginning that they are against him and want him not to run for... Yeah. For, for election in 2016. And um, some of the characters are... Um, I actually forgot who she was until they reminded me, but they, it introduces um, a character from the second season, uh, Heather Dunbar, who um, yeah, is... Yeah, the, uh, the Inspector General. Yeah, or the Solicitor General. The Solicitor, uh, General. Solicitor General of the United States. She um, is, the governor, is the government's head lawyer at the Supreme Court, and she was the one who um, investigated the, uh, the, the last president who, who stepped down. And um, the season begins with Frank kind of giving her direction in, in a case that's coming up instead of trying to defend the government uh, because the government led to um, the, the, we bombed someone and accidentally hurt the civilians, the civilians suing. Instead of trying to defend it, say we did it, but it was the right thing to do. And Frank has learned that the Democrats want her to run against him. So she deci he, he decides, I'm going to get out ahead of this 
her mentor on the Supreme Court, someone who she, who she cares about very much, has Alzheimer's. I'm going to appoint her to his seat to uh, to get out ahead of this and, and take her out of the lineup. But she figures out what he's doing before he has a chance to do it, so she decides to run against him. So you have Frank Underwood and his wife Claire, and they're sociopaths. They're they're very they're they're calculating people. They have warmth for each other, but they will kill anyone, take out anyone who stands in their way, and they have no thought on that other than let's do it. They're just I don't want to say they're cold people because you can see them in certain scenes and they're very warm and they're very kind, but it's for their own advancement. They they care nothing about anything beyond their own advancement. And the character of Heather Dunbar is this honest woman who at one point she tries to sway someone to her side who's been offered a great deal by Frank and this person says, well, what are you going to give me? Nothing. You can help me or you cannot, but I'm not promising you a thing. I'm doing this cleanly. And that's most of the season, right? The most of the season is moving towards the election and um, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. I feel bad. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's like you're, basically like giving, you're monologuing and you're giving context. Jump in. And then basically towards, you know, go, they do the, the Ohio preliminaries and Frank wins. Mm-hmm. And then uh, major spoilers, if, if there isn't spoilers, or, there's been spoilers already, but this would be like major end of the season spoilers. Um, at the, in the last episode, like the two major things that happen are... Doug Stamper. Doug Stamper ends up killing What's-Her-Face. The uh, pr- the prostitute from season one, who season he was one. eerily obsessed with in season two, yeah. who clonked him on the head at the end of season two. So we all thought he was dead. We all thought he was dead. So it's kind of surprising to see him in season three. Yeah. In the whole first episode, there's about him, like, learning how to, br- like, walk and wipe himself again. Like, he's because he got clonked in the head with a rock and was, like, I, I, that was the biggest surprise that he was actually still alive and on the show. I think there was misdirect, because I think they actually said before the episode that he was actually dead just to misdirect us. But he was alive, and he spent the entire season. One of the things I loved about the season is, is, that they did very well is there was a lot of purposeful misdirection. And most of the season, you see him desperately trying to find the woman that clocked him over the head at the end of the second season and who he was obsessed with. And he's desperately trying to find her, and his life is so empty. He's lost his job. He's lost, he, you know, he sees his his brother and, and his brother's family and kids, and he has nothing. And he he's searching desperately for for this woman, and he finds her, and he kills her. So you know, um, I did not think it was so. My, so question, yeah, was I think didn't basically President Underwood tell him to kill her? I think he Would under you take care of it. Uh, if you will? Yeah, Underwood always wanted her out of the way because she knew too much. She was connected to a plot line in the first season involving a congressman that Frank eventually ended up killing personally and she had damaging information so he wanted her out of the way but he also wanted it to be an example of Doug proving himself to Frank. I will kill this woman if you tell me to because I'm loyal to you. Mm-hmm. And and Doug kind of questions it. He he drives her out to the middle of the uh, middle of nowhere and he digs a, a grave for her and then he lets her go because he feels bad. And then as she's walking down the street, you just see his car come up over the hill and then it cuts to him burying her. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, I think that 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 was a that was a lot of misdirection. And there's a lot of misdirection earlier in the season because he's so upset, he's so sad, he starts drinking again. And then he breaks his arm and he's prescribed a lot of drugs. So you think he's going to overdose. And then he picks up a hooker and she looks exactly like 
the yeah. woman, the other girl. So then you think, and then he has this syringe, which he's trying to hide when he goes in the bedroom with her. So I'm like, oh, he's going to kill her and then tell Frank, this is her body. I killed her, even though it's this, you know, other poor person. And it, it, and that's not actually what the plot line is at all. And then later in the season, um, th- that was the first thing that happens in the finale. The second thing is that Claire has always had a little bit more humanity than Frank. Not much, but a little bit. Like, she feels bad when she does horrible things a little bit, but not really. Mm-hmm. Frank doesn't feel bad at all. And over the course of the season, um, they have a biographer who is effectively writing a story on them and basically kind of, like, tells too much truth. He captures in words how cold they are and how calculating they are, and it kind of it gets under her skin. So you think you're seeing her regret what they've done to get as far as they have and you think you see her you know becoming more human and turning away from him because he's he's not really human anymore and what you find out at the end of the season is she is just as selfish as he is she is so tired of having to lean on him he's the president i need him i can't get confirmed for a post i need him to appoint me and she is just disgusted with herself for needing someone else yeah. And and then and Frank kind of turns against her and puts her in her place. So the last line of the last episode is "I'm leaving you." Yeah. So potentially she's leaving him, and that's the major end point. Of if the if they yell at each other the way he yelled at her in the last episode, I'm taking that week off, and I'm just going to watch every scene over and over because he is scary good. He is scary good. And like That's really good. And this is like two heavyweights screaming at each other, like holy shit! Like the, the, it was really, really good. And the interesting thing about the show is, I never usually like shows where I hate all the characters. And this show, for whatever reason, is the exemption to that. The the character of Heather Dunbar, who's this candidate, who's this? It's basically like a female Jed Bartlett is running against it, and just you know has the morals and is doing it for the right reasons and won't take a bribe. And at one point he's offering Claire, the first lady lied about an abortion for political gain. And he, she has, someone gives her uh, proof of this and I won't use that against another woman. And they're at a debate and, and Frank has this other woman running to kind of tag team uh, Dunbar, the, 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 the Bartlett character and um, goes after Dunbar's children. And Dunbar has this great moment where she's like, wow, you really want to be president, don't you? And like puts the other woman in their place. Like awesome, awesome character stuff until she starts getting desperate. And then if you notice, there's this great scene and this will be the last thing I'll say about it. There's this great scene um, in like the second to last episode where Claire, the first lady is campaigning. And then you see Dunbar intermixed with Claire and Claire just is all smiles and all, you know, just, just, just very picturesque. And you know, she doesn't mean a word of it. Cause you know, she's going through a lot of stuff. Personally, every word she's saying is a lie, but then you see Dunbar and she's just totally not smiling, like dead eyes. Um, you know, just, just really, really like unenthusiastic, delivery of her lines and it's because like her soul has rotted by the end of the season so house of cards by the end of the season killed jed bartlett and i still want to see season four i can't figure this out okay so in comparison what is your favorite season of house of cards i'm gonna have to say season i'm gonna say season two yeah i'm gonna say season two as well I think this season wasn't as strong because I think it was really exciting to watch, you know, Frank go up 
like weasel his way up. Mm-hmm. But now that he's at the top, it's just like, yeah, we had a lot of great dialogue, you know, with the Russian president, but it was just like, it didn't, you know, it's like, it, it wasn't really this moment of like, who is he going to screw over next to get that next step up? Because, you know, when you're at the top, you don't need to do that anymore. I, the one thing that kind of blew my mind was, you know, basically when he had uh, What's-Her-Face run for president, mm-hmm. just basically to be like a decoy. Yep. And I was just like, wow. And I thought to myself, I was like, wow, I wonder how much that, how, the, how often that happens in real life. Well, let me ask you this. Do you think Joe Biden, when he ran in 2008, thought he would win? Probably not. A lot of people run to run for vice president. And Interesting. What, and what you'll see is, like, especially now, like, the, the Democrats, it's pretty much going to be, it's Hillary if she runs for the mm-hmm. Democrats. But as you watch the Republicans, you're like, well, the thing now is a lot of people don't even run to be vice president. They run to get a, a show on Fox. So like if <laughs> Rena has the best line, I don't know if you remember Herman Cain, he, um, he ran for president, uh, 2012 I hear his radio station show. Well, he, he had like a nine, nine, nine plan. He wanted like a 9% income tax, a 9% sales tax, and then not something else. And Ren is like, doing like a Herman Cain impression. She's like, he's like, I didn't want the nine, nine, nine plan. I just wanted to show on Fox at nine. <laughs> like that was the reason he did that. <laughs> and it's like, and so that's a lot. So when you see people jumping in to, to run, you'll randomly have the guy who does well, who never expected to, but mostly it's people running, auditioning their lines to they'll attack this guy because they know that's what the front runner would want them to do. And maybe the front runner will reward them and make them the vice president. So that a lot of it is, that's probably actually the most accurate thing. Mm. I was actually waiting though. Um, there's that scene where the three of them are debating each other. And what happened was um, Frank offered Jackie the vice presidency, but Jackie offered herself to Dunbar and I was waiting for Dunbar to be like, oh, so isn't it true that you um, asked me if you could be my secretary of defense today? I was waiting for her to actually ask that on the stage, which she didn't, which is actually probably more politically correct, because I'm sure that happens all the time and no one else has ever done that. But yeah. Your 10 minutes are up. All right. All right. So, yeah. So, do you guys all have paper? Well, uh, no, I do not. I was just going to type. You all right there, Bob? <laughs> t- I'm sorry. I'm really tired. How much paper are we going to need? I have a a small piece, but I don't know. It'll be enough. It depends on how many questions we get through. It's twelve questions per round, so you need to be able to write things. I'm gonna grab some paper. Is Danielle still asleep for this? Apparently. So if you can write small enough that you can read it, Scott, you're probably good. Okay. Um, And I'm gonna. I'll put post the first. So don't start yet, but I'll post the first one in the Puffa chat. And in well, I, our I chat. Because last time we did it. Yeah, no, I'm doing it in both, but I wanted it somewhere where the others can you play, play along if they want to. Still yep. I think this is card number six. Okay, I can't remember. Yeah, well, we kind of jumped around the last time, too. I had to go digging to find the cards. I have paper. Woohoo. Do you have something to write on with your paper? I do. <laughs> write on your paper with, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that's it. All the right words were in there, just to, yeah, yeah. to rearrange the order a little bit. Do we have a letter? We have a letter. Are you ready? Ready. Go. Not so much. P, go. You ready? I guess. Am I muted? No. 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 We're just ignoring you. I was just making noise Wait. while you were talking. What's up? I said I'm not ready. Give me a minute. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay. I'll, I'll roll another letter. All right. Okay, now I'm ready whenever you are. 
All right, here we go. New letter. Um, new letter on the floor. Hang on. F. <laughs> hmm. I actually had one for Pete. All right, <laughs> I did too, but I don't think we're going to want to use it. Hmm. Do we have to do them all in order, or do we just have to write ones that we know? The ones you, you can know. write the ones you know. Okay. Is there no eight? Hmm? Apparently there's no eight. I must have missed it when I typed them. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed that myself. And we're trying to get things that not everyone else will get. Is that the idea? Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow, there are not a lot of F things for this <laughs> list. <laughs> yeah. At least not that I can think of anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm channeling my inner 13-year-old here. That's why I'm afraid of playing this game. Um, This is riveting podcasting listening, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost done. I can't make it go any faster. No. Don't make it go faster. I'm still trying to figure things out. <laughs> I have one left. What? Really? Yeah. All done. One left, my ass. Not <laughs> <laughs> get for everybody. Things that are sticky. No clue. Nothing. Fun dip. What? Fanboys. <laughs> so points for you two. Awards and ceremonies. I don't have anything. Nope. Nope. Nothing. Okay. Cars. Fiat. That's what I a- had to. Ferrero. Right, I have Ferrari. I, yeah, I was. Yeah, in. See, here we go. Herbs and spices. We need Danielle for that one. Fennel? Is fennel a thing? Fennel. I got fennel. Okay, Chris. I don't have anything. All right. Bad Bad. habits. Farthing. That's what I have. (laughs) (laughs) I I have flogging. Ooh, flogging. Mm, That's true. That could be a bad habit. I'm desperate. You're desperate. (laughs) Okay. Mooney's typing hers in, too. Um, Cosmetics? Oh, I didn't get that one. I missed that one. Floss. It's not a toiletry. Points for Ryan. Woohoo, we got one. Cooking utensils? Fryer. That's what I did to a frying pan, or does that not work because it's the adjective? Yeah, no, frying pan's a good one. Mm-hmm. Wait, did I get fork? You yeah, did. I think you did. The hell? Oh, wow. Tiles and amphibians? Frogs? Frog. I didn't get anything. I got did a you rock. need to get frog? I got a rock. <laughs> Scott, did I hear you say frog? Yes. So okay. no points for that one. Parks. No clue. Right. How about Fenway Park? Yes. Well done. That's a baseball stadium. That's not a park. But it's called a park. It is. Fenway I would park? give her that. Fem- it is a park. It's Fenway All Park. Right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Leisure activities? Frisbees. Ooh. Ah, good, good idea. I said put anything. Football, that's a good one. How about foot rubs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> You don't. It's not something you generally do on your own, but I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's like, yep, but somebody could do it right. to you. That would be a wonderful leisure activity, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, sure. Foot paths, foot walks. Okay, this one's for Bob. Things you're allergic to? Oh yes, I couldn't think of anything other than flowers. Well, flowers is good. I said fungus. Mm-hmm. I said fish. Fish is good. I got a rock. All right, Aww. so I got three. I got five. <laughs> I got one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, that's enough from him. I have one. All right. <laughs> whoa, whoa. One that nobody else said. No one else got. Oh, uh, let's right. get this let's party see. started, folks. Started. Let's go list number seven. Okay. List number seven or list number three? Or whatever number list you want to do. 
I'm picking out. I'm going for articles of clothing because you know that one's so much. Fun. Articles of clothing. Actually, it was funny. Okay, so since we've talked about it already, I don't care anymore. Um, I had a conversation with my mom about it, and I was like, I, I had to try to get her to guess what I was talking about. It took her like an hour or so to figure out because I was like, <laughs> it was just like, it's like I, you know, I, I picked one an article of clothing with the letter C. That's not really an article. They said, well, let me have it because it wasn't really an article of clothing. I mean, an article of clothing. It was absolutely ridiculous. And I, then I laughed to myself. And she's like, well, what was it? And I was like, well, tell you what. Ridiculous is a clue. And, you know, there's the other information. It took like an hour and a half. Oh, my God. Aww. So and she's like, did you really say that? And I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, this one has article of clothing and a four-letter word. So there we go. Are you guys ready? Those are, that's, this is our favorite list of all time. I know it. May we have okay. all the numbers on this one? Letter C. I think so. Good, good letter thoughts. Oh, sorry. H. Hmm, okay. Go. Oh, I need Trisha. What's she call these? Did she just text you? No. No, but th- she. there's an article of clothing that fits for this, but I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it. Hmm. Mine are probably going to be really common again, but at least I have a few more ideas on this one. <laughs> yeah, I said I have more on this one, actually. <laughs> I feel like I should be thinking of secondary ones that are mm-hmm. not as obvious as the first thing that comes to mind, but on a lot of them, that's the only thing that I can think of as soon as I've thought of it. Yeah. And there's a few I still don't have any ideas for, but... And that's it. Okay. okay. All right. Articles of clothing? Hat. Ooh, Hat. that's a good one. Use it. Um, do you remember what what Trisha called underwear? Hoochies? Oh, yeah. Scott? I, have, I don't remember for sure. That sounds right. plausible, but... I'll, I won't do it, then. What do you have? <laughs> I have hot pants. Hot pants? That's a good one. I had a customer wearing hot pants the other day. It was kind of disturbing. Just saying. <laughs> Hoodie's good Hoodie. one. That's yeah. a good one, Mooney. Yeah, I always think of those as money hugs, so I never, I didn't think of it as an option. That's a... Well, hat came to mind first, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might have thought of it if I... Taking more time. Dessert? Again, hot fudge sunday. Any... I had nothing. Hot fudge sunday. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, I got hot fudge cake. Are those different enough to get that? points? No, because oh, no, I have hot fudge sundaes. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Sorry, I thought about hot chocolate. Well, I suppose that's kind of a dessert. Yeah. Depend- you could have it's it any time fine. of the day, really. But... And nothing on that one. Okay. Car parts? Hubcap. Ooh, good, good one. That's what I got. I have heater. There you go. Ooh, I have. That's a good one. I was going to say horn originally, but I crossed it out because I was afraid someone else would use it. Everybody else would have horn. horn. It didn't even occur to me. <laughs> Nobody did. <laughs> oh, well, you still get points, right? Mm-hmm. Things found on a map. All I could think of was Mount Hood, and I couldn't use Hood twice, so I didn't get it. The Hamptons? Mm. I said height, elevation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have other ways. Ooh, oh, yeah. that's there a good go. one. Athletes? I suck at athletes. Hockey? Sports? No clue. Hockey players? I no. suppose. It's a generality, but it... Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, I gotta give him that. I suppose close as I'm gonna get with sports. Okay. <laughs> Four letter words? I said hook. Hill. Help. Hole. 
As in you're digging yourself into one? Quite possibly. Uh, oh, well, we all got points for that one. Hey. Mm-hmm. Items in the refrigerator? Habanero. I have no idea if you store those in a refrigerator, but other peppers yeah, you do. You can. So. Hot, hot sauce? Hoagie rolls. I have nothing. I know. Ooh, here's a good one. Farm animals. Hen. Yep, I, that's what I said. I said hair. I oh, yeah. Horses. I suppose they Ooh. could be on farms. Horses, what the hell did I think? <laughs> Whoops. Good thought, Bob. Yeah. Who would have thought of horses? <laughs> Ooh, either, are there not horses on farms? <laughs> I know. There are. None of us thought of it. <laughs> No, I'm glad. I thought this would be super easy. I just put it down so I could take somebody else's point. Right. And hollandaise sauce is awesome for the food item, by the way. Just want to say that. Street names. Harvard. Doesn't have one. Herndon. Oh, that's kind. Of, it's like well, these are all streets that we all we all live nearby, so it's like it's kind of hard to argue those. I know. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Mine was a description. Things at the beach. Couldn't come up with anything. Hula hoops. Ooh, that's a good one. How about... Is that a double? Do I get two points? Yes, you get two points. How about um, a Hitachi girl? How do you say that? Oh, yeah, I suppose. Could be at the beach. Anybody else? Uh, Other than my hats. Hats works. Colors. I couldn't think of anything. The only thing I could think of was hue. Yeah, and And that that doesn't work. It's not a color, so no, I didn't put anything down. And Bob's favorite tools. Hammer. Wait, why is tools my favorite, Sue? Who was your favorite last time? Hacksaw. Hacksaw, that's a good one. No, because you couldn't think of anything, and then you came with all kinds of them afterwards. Oh, okay. I have hammer, by the way. Yeah, so did okay. I. No mm. points for us. Five, six... We aren't nearly as fun this time around. No, because <laughs> we don't have gin and we don't have alcohol. Not that I, we had alcohol. alcohol. I had alcohol in an empty stomach. Let's mm. see. We'll do list seven because you asked for list seven earlier. I don't know. There's the okay. next one. Eat on that one. Oops. I hit delete instead of send. It doesn't work. That doesn't do it, no. Hazel. That works. Hazel. Yeah, that's a color. That it's a color is. to buy, anyway. Don't really see that used as a color for anything else, but, it, you know. Helicopter. <laughs> Helicopters are on the beach. Oops, wait, i got to set the timer. I am not seeing a letter. Are we ready? Letter. Oh. Oh, wait, F. No, we, we did, did that already. already. H. We did that one already. D. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Lost my pin. Yes, D is it. Uh, D, like dog. Does it count if you think something's a thing and even and you can't remember? <laughs> you can put it out there and we'll we'll vote you up or down. It's, we'll see. Oh, no. I had the perfect thing to use for a thing, but I still can't use that thing. <laughs> that's, a whole, that's a whole thing right there. Uh, there's a lot of things. Hmm. Not sure if that counts either, but oh, well. <laughs> we made decent work today. <laughs> What is that called? Yeah, I'm bad this round, too. Oh, well, that just puts you out of your misery. 
Brian, you're very quiet during these games. I'm writing and I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do. All right, fictional characters. Dumbledore. Oh, that's a good one. Draco Malfoy. Daisy Duck. Donald Duck. Ooh. Yeah. Two Double pointers. points for you two. Men- menu items, desserts. That's what I okay. put as well. Drinks. Dim sum. Mm, nice. Nice one, too. Magazines. I think there's a magazine called Drive, so I wrote that down. That, I don't really I think know. there is. I said daisies. I had nothing. I had nothing. I'm not sure mine counts. Capitals. I put Damascus. <laughs> <laughs> is that even the capital? It's of Syria. <laughs> yeah. I believe it is, at least. Mm-hmm. Mine's Djibouti. I can't remember if that's a city or a country. So I could have be completely off base. <laughs> but yeah, well, Djibouti? take points for it. Kind of Why candy? Not? Nothing. Nothing. I said dates. Like, I was thinking, like, the dried kind. But I don't mm. know if they're really candy, though. Yeah, they're dried like fruit. Dried dates, yeah. Yeah. So. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. Dum-dums okay? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Items you have to save up to buy. A dodge. Ooh. Hmm. I, I didn't think of anything. Dump truck. Mm-hmm. I suppose you would have to save for that. <laughs> I'm not sure why you <laughs> would, but. Be a good thing. Footwear? Dockers. I have dockers. Oh, that's a good one. Sorry, Scott. Oh, well. Okay. To go with the Harry Potter theme, something you keep hidden? Desires. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just got a message. The last one I had, Doc Marvins. Did anyone have that? Nope. Okay. Points for you. Things we had hidden. I I broke debt, because really, who doesn't like to hide their own debt? Oh, that's a good one. I said diary. That's a good one. I said desires. I like that one. Some people do. I can't say what I had, so I'm not going to take a point for it. I just (laughs) know I had something. (laughs) Okay. I could not come up with an item in a suitcase. I had, for that one, dirty laundry. Who doesn't have dirty laundry on the way home? That's a good one. I said dress shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. Mine's the same for eight and nine. I, I can't know. Same item, actually. <laughs> Type to us, sir. No, no I must, I'm good. <laughs> I will say. Yes? I must know. Maybe some other time. All right, so. Tails. That was easy. Yeah? Dog. 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 Yeah, that's what I had, too. Yeah. Dolphin. Oh, yeah. Tails. They have flippers at the end of their bodies, sort of. No, I'm joking. It, you can have <laughs> Sports equipment. No clue. Nothing. Dumbbells. Uh. So, okay. So for cooking, we're, we're doing exercising for our study for school. Mm-hmm. And we, we're supposed to do cooking to go with it. So I got rod pretzels and jumbo olives. And we stuffed the olives on either side of the rod pretzel and made dumbbells. Hmm. It was fun. I don't have a crime. All I could think of was Dragnet. That's said not drive a crime. By. Drive by. That's a good one. Debauchery. <laughs> I have dis- yeah. I have dissemination of like harmful matter or something. It's a good word. <laughs> it is uh, a good word. 